Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I run out of them. Uh, probably don't happen anytime soon. This is his Facebook page. Check him out. Like it if you like it. Don't if you don't. Share or comment below. Oh, you know, you got to buy into all that stuff. Okay. Okay, let's turn this down. And then uh, Mr. Oh, you can call him. Let's see. What what, what do we call you? Um, in your capacity we could call you mr mayor we could call you your honor uh, your worship your your um your excellency on high no um what are some of the other terms they call you when you're mayor you're sitting in the chair uh of chair i think that's different uh, you know uh hey you. do you ever <laughs> do you ever get your worship and go um no i don't yeah answer. not qualified <laughs> Dave, thanks for your time today, man. Uh, I had a little help with uh, Backgrounder on you, and um, I didn't know you had your own business. Tell us a little bit about who Mayor Dave uh, Bilsma is. And I'm saying it right, right? For the people out there that's uh, trying to get me to say Bilesma, it's not Bilesma. You can do that, too. Okay. uh, It's Dutch, right? One is Dutch. One's a little bit more English. So if I'm talking to uh, a Dutchman, uh, they won't hear Bilsma unless I say Bilesma. So, you know. I, I, I don't care. I never have. <laughs> you know. Tell yeah, us a I little bit. Wha- yeah, what do you do offline when you're not wearing the chain of mayor or you're not yeah. performing your duties as a regional councillor? Uh, what's your life all about, Dave? Yeah, so 20 years ago, a little bit more than 20 years ago, actually January uh, Y2K, uh, did uh, made the leap to start my own woodworking business. I'd been six years as a cabinet maker. So... Um, where I, I guess all my life I've had jobs when I worked as a kid on a fruit farm growing up I wanted to start a fruit farm later on I got into a greenhouse operation for about four or five winters thought about running at my own greenhouse um, when I had the opportunity to start my own business I was cabinet making at the time they uh, my employer was my uh, brother-in-law so another cabinet shop in the family was not going to be uh, really really uh, uh, beneficial for the family, I guess. So I decided to source him. Uh, I make kitchen cabinet doors. I work with uh, real hardwoods, oak, maple, cherry, walnut, hickory, white oak. Yeah. And I, uh, I make uh, cabinet doors. So I have a small woodworking shop, a few employees, uh, 
you know, it's, it's been go, it's been surviving COVID. We're, um, uh, kind of a wholesale business. So we're a little bit immune to that kind of the front door type service. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's something that I've built up. Uh, it, 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 it comes naturally to me. I, I enjoy it. I've done a lot of furniture for my, uh, my family, these, these cupboards behind me and the, and the door right here, you know, uh, behind us, I made those, you know, in my own house. So there's spin-off benefits. Uh, like I said, it's, it's sometimes you want to throw the whole works into the, the ocean and the bottom pit, you know, uh, <laughs> I have all that anxiety that you carry around as a businessman, uh, yeah. in my head all the time, you know, uh, trying to find, you know, work good employees and, and, uh, and I have some, but you know, trying, trying to grow a business and yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us a little bit uh, more about the business as far as like your, your commitment to the community inside the business. Do you have an underlying commitment that you carry through your business? I mean, you must have one in your role as a politician, but how does that translate to a businessman? You know, I, I think there's a lot of interface between politics and, and uh, municipal council and the business community. So probably the best interface is just, I know how to speak the language. Um, you know, I, I know the anxiety. I know some of the challenges that, that people face with respect to uh, planning issues, um, building a business, you know, uh, building permits, the permitting um, uh, is, is complex. So there's a, a sympathetic ear uh, when it comes to growing a business in, in a municipality. I understand the importance of infrastructures, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, municipal services or hydro services or, or logistics roads, those kind of things. So there, there's, there's some of that sympathy. There's also the sense that, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a community minded person. Uh, I, I try to take care of my, my business property is one that, uh, was pretty derelict three and a half years ago when I bought it, but I feel, a, a compunction to, uh, make it look, um, neighborly and uh and and improve it you know so there's landscapings around it now and and uh try to be corporate citizen that way of course uh, i uh really feel the opportunity then to also be, be a corporate citizen in terms of community care and and uh, throwing down challenges you know uh not too long ago we had uh, a coldest night of the year and uh you know, kind of throw a little bit of a challenge down to your employees and to your family and and uh not that you really talk smack or anything like that, but you, 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 you know, you try to inspire people to uh, do their best in, in their businesses and their respective communities and their, in their places. So yeah, uh, being a businessman, um, I, I really don't consider myself a businessman first. Um, I've always had that screensaver in my head has always been politics and policy and, and uh, for a very, very long time. So that's probably more my uh, wiring inside my head. Although, like I said, I do love woodworking. So the, I guess the, the ability to do for your main employment or your main occupation, your hobby, that's, uh, that's a real blessing. You know, I, I, I've grown it. Uh, it started as a, a home-based business. So my family is a big part of uh, the success of my business, I guess. Um, certainly my wife is a con large contributing factor to the, the book work and the organization and the, and the, uh, kind of that office end of things. So she's on the computer here in the house right behind me actually. And, and, uh, she does a lot of communicating, uh, to my customer base while I actually, you know, my hands are full of slivers. I, every night I dig out 
slivers. I'm hands-on guy. They're they're rough. They're they're marred. They're sometimes crunched. Uh, but I guess it keeps me grounded as well, right? Um, political, maybe political life can be a little bit um, ivory tower. Um, you know, uh, maybe for I you. Think each counselor <laughs> tries to find. Yeah, well, maybe there's a maybe there's a disenfranchisement after a while. I don't know. I don't know. But I think every counselor has a responsibility to stay grounded. They do that in various different ways. I'm, I'm sure that they, you know, I you got to stay people of the earth. You got to stay connected. You know, representation. Um, it, it's very easy to get out of touch. Um, you know, I think you see that in some of those uh, maybe those communities. Maybe maybe in the previous term of council, maybe there was a disconnect. I, I you know I can't say I re I didn't really follow the the politics at the regional council prior to the term in depth. Um, I knew it was bad. I wanted to play a part in improving it. But uh, maybe there was a disconnect. You know, there were some several long-term uh, counselors that were um, um, put to pasture, so to speak, and a fresh new lot came in. And I think that's just part of the ebb and flow of the political process. It's it's actually a wonderful uh, part of Western democracy, and it's part of the, the the things that I think we need to cherish and protect. Yeah. Amen. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'm. I describe myself as a, a political addict. I can't look away. Uh, you know, it was f I was first drawn in by a friend of mine, Greg Vesna, who was advising the Green Party at the time. And in 1993, when Gibby Parent was still alive and Speaker of the House, I ran my first election. Scared straight. I, I did it on the idea that I wouldn't have to say a thing. <laughs> uh, only I ran in 93, too, for the first time. Yeah, only as a favor to a friend at 24 years old. Then I really got... I was engaged with the left-wing platform and I felt like they needed a voice so in 2003 I came back and ran a, a whole slew of Green Party elections uh, you know into the into 2015 and I started my ideological shift started where I start you know and the left started going crazy as far as I'm concerned they weren't standing for free speech anyways I'm rambling a little bit tell me why politics for you Dave like this is not I don't run to get my name in the paper I was scared straight the first time I'm not certainly running because I see the, the pot at the end of the rainbow. I ran as Green Party. I'm never expecting to get elected. My, my positions were never popular. I was ridiculed like crazy until now it's fashionable. So I wonder, you know, why put yourself in a position of, of power, also a position of criticism, but just why politics? What, what do you think it gives you access to? It's the debate. It's the it's the dialogue, the dialectic, and and um, I, I think I have always enjoyed and been challenged by the uh, the public discourse. We have we have it in Western culture. I I you know there are many who would differ, but I, I really don't think that they have uh, ground to stand on in the in the sense that. We are at a high watermark in, in, in history, or at least in, in, in the modern age, or maybe if you go back to the ancients, all the way back to Rome and Greece, um, that idea that um, we govern through consensus, uh, that consensus is done through conversation, through, through dialectic, through the dialogue, through the discussion, through debate. We, we sit and we sit in council chambers, there's plenty of people representing different uh, ideologies, and we sit and we hash out public policy. Uh, when we attack that that debate, it's it's attacked a number of different ways. You know, there's the um, you know kind of the Orwellian um, you know uh, 
uh, speak, you know, the, 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 the political correctness. And, and, and of course, you know, that, that that's certainly one, but when we use, um, when we cheapen it, uh, you know, probably the, you know, just using a, a limited vocabulary, the, the, uh, we, we're, we're, we're treating it as something so wonderful, something so high minded, uh, with contempt and, and really the, the stakes are high. If we do not rule by consensus, if we do not rule through conversation, um, there's only one other way that we rule and that's by force. And, and that's the natural state. That's the low level. That's where you fall to very easily. So for me, that dialogue is very important to have a discussion, to be able to express oneself, maybe even a clunky sort of way, but to be able to express one's ideas based on their experience. We're going to find shared experience. We're going to find commonalities, uh, but where we differ, we, we, you know, try to uh, engage and have a vigorous debate. If we do not cherish that, if we do not love it and, and protect it and feed it, very quickly we move into a position where we're governed by force, where there's only one dialogue, where there's only um, a, a, you know, one journalism, a, a, you know, a propaganda, right? Like we, we understand free, the freedom of the press is a very valued part of that, that dialogue, the freedom of the press. If we have a one-sided, you know, state-sponsored press, then we're, we're moving very, very quickly into that, that second uh, category rule being ruled by force because we have no honest criticism of, of the, uh, of the ruling powers of those. So that ebb and flow, the criticism of the elected official, the criticism of myself, it, it's warranted. You know, at the end of the day, I put out ideas, they, they enter the public discourse, they get batted around. Uh, I wish, you know, personally, I wish people would cut out a lot of the vitriol honestly uh, and and hey you know uh <laughs> hi jim anyways <laughs> but Stop. but if we if we uh have that honest debate where we're 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 trading ideas in the public discourse and it doesn't become personal see people don't know me they don't know dave bilsma you put up my facebook page uh that's my family uh they all love me uh they they support me they're they're they understand the Dave, you know, that comes home at night and he's a little bit stressed because, you know, he's making the papers for all the wrong, you know, for, for all the wrong ideas for, for what everything that he didn't want to convey, uh, or it was a misrepresentation of, of what I'm uh, trying to do or, or, uh, you know, and maybe, you know, the, the media is, um, uh, as propaganda as, as it, you know, doesn't want to be or is trying not to be. Uh, I'm going to leave that for other debaters to, to debate. I have my own ideas on it. My point is, and the reason I've pursued politics is that exchange of ideas. So classical liberal thought, the exchange of ideas, um, I embrace that. I think that um, uh, truth uh, comes out in a number of ways, but uh, you know, science is, is a big component of truth, but as, so is, uh, you know, experience. We have to see things empirically. We have to see things also by, um, by experience. We have to also, I think there's a certain intuition or a gut feeling that also determines, um, you know, how someone comes to an idea of public discourse. You know, the debates are long 
and and they're tedious and they require work but that's that's the cost uh, that vigilant cost to maintain this high standard of governance governance by consensus it's uh, aristotelian you know i mean we can get into classical you know thoughts and stuff like that most of history has not enjoyed it most of the world today does not enjoy it you know uh, china doesn't get this enjoyment you know uh, uh it's you know it, in communist countries dictatorships um people where the um uh, where there's coups and, and they don't they don't get to enjoy what we enjoy here and uh, so you know at the end of the day that's my chief protectorate that's you know uh, and i do that uh for my family uh for my for my peers for my business uh, colleagues for my church family you know it, it is um i guess we you know on that front edge we bear the slings and arrows uh because of the um you know what we feel is important as uh, as uh, as debaters as uh people bringing ideas forward which is why i really enjoy regional council there's 31 councillors 31 different ideas it's totally appropriate to have a wide variety if we were all the same thought if we only allowed one thought on any issue then we only need one person and there you have the dictatorship it's in that multiplicity the multiplicity of experience mm -hmm. backgrounds um and and in you know i mean you run through the charter you know ages and and ethnic backgrounds and religions and 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 gender and all that needs to come into play to form what is that consensus what is the consensus for niagara so yeah the love the love of the debate wow bro i uh <laughs> god bless you number one um a lot of respect carl fuller just says on facebook Good to get the homophobic word out bro let's talk about the elephant in the room you've taken this for a long time there was a flap with the the pride flag going up in your hometown and then you were brought up uh, with the integrity commissioner uh, and censured taken off committees uh, talk to us yeah. about the two stories and how they actually played out if you can briefly i'm not too yeah uh, we'll get into the impact on you and your family later but just the, the logistics of what happened with the flag and then what happened at regional council. It, it, it was, you know, so it, it started with the, um, taking up a vote uh, for raising the uh, pride flag in West Lincoln is probably the impetus. Although, you know, I am who I am. Uh, I've established that across 30 odd years in politics, but uh, my, my position was really simple. Uh, can't, the Canadian flag represents everyone. And, uh, you know, I, I think the original point was against identity politics. But the, the funny part, it took on a new life, and that was regarding the, uh, the comment, all lives matter. And, um, you know, the Integrity Commission, you know, there were four complaints that came forward. It ran its course. Uh, I never in a million years uh, thought that all lives matter would be, uh, you know, determined by Integrity Commissioners to be out of bounds. Uh, it was. Um, I, I fundamentally, and to this day, I, I, I don't apologize, haven't apologized, not because I'm a rude person or because I'm trying to create offense, but because I honestly believe it's fundamental to my faith, right? Um, you know, we, we uh, it, and I said that in the region, I, I felt a real uh, pressure to try to make it all go away and, and try to make everybody love me again. 
Um, but I have to be true to myself. I have to be true to my family, uh, my faith, um, true to my constituents. There are many people who uh, said words of support, um, saying, you know, you did nothing wrong. Um, I have to represent them as well. I have a responsibility to to um, to engage in the public. It was it was a painful process. Um, I, I, the vitriol again, you know that that low that that dragging down of the discourse um, uh, was was a challenge. And and um, you know I, I didn't want to hurt anyone. I didn't want to hurt my. Uh, I didn't want to put my fellow regional colleagues in the same position. Um, but you know, again, uh, evidence suggests uh, otherwise, and I presented that evidence even last month. Um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the February meeting, I, I did do a follow up and uh, and asked for evidence, and and there was none presented, and I, I think that does speak, unfortunately, to the you know, simple reality that uh, there was a there. I I felt injured. I know there were other people that felt injured, but uh, and I and I I'm sympathetic to that. But for me, it's it's about the discourse, about bringing into the the public square this idea that um, you know we are a collection. We need to work together. We need to govern by consensus, and that's all people. That is all people. Dude, uh, I kind of I had um, someone really close to me last night come right into my studio and tell me I'm racist yeah and this is you know when a stranger tells you that you laugh it off I'm, I have no insecurity about my love and affection affection for all people I don't care I mean I, I don't care who you are what your skin color is or how you pray or, I truly don't and it broke me it yeah. absolutely broke me. And I'm trying to figure in my head, why does this bother me so much? Because if a stranger says it to me, I know it's not true, so I laugh it off. But this is somebody I should be able to go to that's got my back. And I've, I'm handling a lot of hate mail right now. I don't feel good about it. It doesn't make me feel good that I am who I am and that's not good enough in the public. I got a filthy mouth. I know guys like you don't appreciate it. I think I'm funny. I know I'm funny. <laughs> Not everyone finds me funny. I get that. Um, but tell me, who do you go to or what do you do when the closest people in your life come to you and say, you're a pile of garbage? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's probably the biggest insult is, is, is someone telling me I'm full of shit. Some of them full of crap that I'm that I'm two faced. That that would probably be the biggest insult because I, I live very consistently with my family, um, with my friends, um, with my uh, uh, church family, uh, with my business partners. I I'm a man of my word. Uh, like I, I threw down the challenge. I've lived in this community for 50 years. Bring a charge. Uh, it, it wasn't bombast. It wasn't over the top. Uh, I I I. I'm very thankful, I suppose, that nobody has told me that I'm full of crap. <laughs> I feel like I'm full of crap. I, 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 <laughs> I have that, I, I play that constant dialogue in my own head. Yeah. I think we all do. We have a conversation between our mind and our conscience mm -hmm. and we say, you know what, like um, that's inappropriate, uh, you know, thought pattern or, or you're chasing that down. 
Um, you know, I, I, for me, for me, the, 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 the challenge is separating those things, those, those parts of us that we cannot change against those things that are, you know, part of our character. So I, I, for example, you mentioned, I don't care what your religion is or your, your color or your orientation, but don't lie to me. Lying is a virtue. It's a characteristic. It's a trait. Yeah, right. So, you know, if you're, if you're a white person that lies to me or a black person to, that lies to me, I don't like the lying, you know, and, and you might come up with different reasons why I don't like you, but it's, it's for the lying. If you're a lazy person, see, you know, I, 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 there's not a day that I don't injure one of my fingers, blood, sweat, tears builds a business and, and long days, you know, I'm up at, at six o'clock, I got to feed pigs and I got to, you know, uh, like that's how I start my day. I feed some pigs, not my children, actual <laughs> pigs. And, and we collect sap You're and, a, and I go off to work <laughs> and, and I work, you know, somewhere around noon, depending on meeting schedules. And then I do, I put on my mayor's hat and, and I do interviews and I, right. Uh, I work really, really hard. It, it really challenges me when someone comes and says, well, you've done pretty good for yourself or, um, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, a, I, I'm not a self-made man. I know where my blessings come from, but having said that, um, you know, we've created quite a covetous community where everybody's envious of their neighbor. They're looking sideways, you know, keep your head down, do honest days work. Um, you know, there might be seven days in 10 where it doesn't even get recognized, but three days out of 10, somebody's going, you know what? that person has character uh that person is honest they're punctual they're they're hard working that that is what you build a culture around you know and and um you know i i know what it's like to be not working you you do lose a sense of of groundedness it's it you know uh, there's a certain um perspective there's a certain identity that comes through your work through your actions through your reputation uh to have your reputation soiled again like you said if somebody says something untrue about you that i you know or or or, or even if it's a misunderstanding you know uh it hurts you know mm -hmm. it's not that's not the good that's not the good feeling that's not the good part of what we do uh but we press on you know if we are truly the protectorates of the discourse, and I mean all of my regional councillors, the, all the elected officials of the land, you know, like I know I, I differ. It wouldn't surprise anybody if I said I differ with uh, Trudeau and, and Doug Ford <laughs> on many po policy issues and such like that, or, mm -hmm. you know, with my, my colleagues around the horseshoe. But I respect them. Every every regional council that I work with, rub shoulders with, and my own council as well. We do have vigorous debates. And we, before COVID, it was not uncommon to share a meal. We had to do some workovers, right? Mm -hmm. Four o'clock, uh, share a meal, some pizza or whatever. Stir fry was brought in, and then we we conclude with regional. We sat. There was no tension in that room. People sat wherever they chose to sit, and everybody would just line up. And I, I would dare say of all 31 counselors, I have sat between every one of them, you know, having a conversation to my right and to my left and across the table. And there's a camaraderie um, and there ought to be a camaraderie. And there is, there's a high level of respect because we're all in this together. And we all, I hope, 
have that that uh, ideal in mind where we're, we're trying to find a consensus. And I trust the process. Um, I like I like participating in that process. Again, it's it is something that is hard fought. Probably only about four or five hundred years, uh, really in reality, where it emerged. Um, you know, the American Constitution, the Canadian Constitution. Um, you know, Magna Carta. Uh, those documents. You know, they're in their only in their hundreds, right? And, and we can't go to documents that are thousands of years old and say, you know, that we we would really like to be governed this way, uh, where you have. Uh, you know, all authority in, in one emperor or, uh, you know, in, in the military or um, no dissent, no, no descending thought, no free press. Mr. Mayor, I push back a little bit against the saying we're all in, in this together because we're really not. Some of <laughs> us know. are losing our homes and our jobs, uh, access to our children. So, you know, it's some of us are jumping out of windows. Some of us are hitting the bottle. Some of us are addicted to opioids. This is not in a level playing field. Uh, I don't I don't subscribe to the idea that, you know, minorities and women are dying and more vulnerable. But I think what we've done, especially with the lockdowns and the masks, I think we've covered everyone, everyone with a blanket of pain. And, you know, I think Peterson speaks about, you know, when you're in mental pain, you're not positive. You're lashing out. You're you're genocidal. You're you're murderous. Uh, And. I think yeah. we've added a layer of pain to every single person in North America. Some more than others. Some are feeling it more than others. Some are no, some are used to being isolated. Some are out of their mind. There's elderly yeah. jumping out of old 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 age home yeah. windows because they haven't seen their family in a year. The elderly committing suicide yeah. like that, that, that this just doesn't doesn't happen. And I really appreciate you. You know. You, referring to your children as pigs i know i saw uh, no offense to your children or pigs depending on what side you fall on but i saw a video i think it was on uh, get off my lawn recently where this man called a, a tv station on himself because he was racist and then when they interviewed him he says well you know i make jokes and 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 the 12 year old daughter says yeah his jokes aren't funny like i mean what 12 year old daughter hasn't thought their father was not funny you're not funny to your children right but anyways he she was mixed race and he said to her you know during you know a bad dancing lesson uh for the camera well that might that must be the white in you coming out because you've got no rhythm Have we lost our sense of humor? Are we just so ultra sensitive now that we can't even joke with our own children? Like, that's not racist. Saying, like, I mean, if I had a mixed race kid, he would be getting black and white jokes or whatever race jokes all the time. That's all I would have for that kid. (laughs) Well, let's let's talk about this. We're all in this together because I understand the sentiment. You know, there is a bit of a shared experience. And then there's a way where... Um, you know, some of us are doing better uh, than others, you know, uh, and that disparity, you know, again, that's part of that, you know, covetous or envious side looking. I, I think ultimately, you know, and I've also joined the Liberty Caucus. I think that lockdowns have done a terrible job of, of both containing the spread of COVID uh, and there's many of those unintended consequences. Uh, I, I think that there were there, there were ways, logistical and mechanical ways, where we could have uh, maintained the humanity, the, the the ability to share, to encourage, 
to uh, dump, to vent, you know, uh, like every night, you know, I come home to a, a, a vigorous table by, you know, through natural processes, I have a big kitchen table. We exceed all the, uh, unfortunately for Doug Ford, we exceed, you know, the allowable inside because we're already uh, 11 people and, wow. uh, you know, nine around the table, uh, you wow. know, or nine kids around the table. But you, I'll tell you, that goes a long way to, to that sanity. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to confess right here, right now, you know, um, I'm sure you're recording this. We bring in uh, single friends, uh that don't have that experience and we sat them right in the middle of our table they don't sit on my end close to me where we can have a little sidebar they sit you know kind of three quarters of the way down where they're compelled to pass the buns and the <laughs> butter and the salt and pepper like everyone else awesome they're they're compelled to to yell a little louder they're compelled to fend for themselves because i have you know three teenage boys 16 18 and uh 20 and uh, well, I guess the twenties no longer. He just had his birthday last week, so okay, there we go. Um, if they, if if you don't get your hand in there, you're you're going home hungry. I'm gonna have to feed you like crackers <laughs> from the cupboard but, because it doesn't matter how much I put on there. And we we heap up a table. But the point being, the point being, I have been blessed with an abundance. From that abundance, I share. So we try as much as possible to get uh, single friends and and uh, couples and, and around our table. And, you know, um, it's memorable. I've, I guess it is memorable. For me, it's it's no big deal, but I recognize that I've been blessed. So, you know, I, I think that's where, you know, that network, you know, getting out beyond yourself, trying to find those people caught in the cracks, caught in the corners. Um, I have counseled uh, some, some uh, uh, young men recently, you know, they're, they're really, really struggling. There's a, there's a tension. So they just get so angry, you know, and, and I know the, the, the impetus is always, you know, the, 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 the usual suspects, you know, difficulty with, with a child, difficulty with a wife, difficulty with a job, difficulty with a husband, difficulty with, you know, uh, a boss, me, difficulty with me and the tensions, the heat's right there. And, and just say, hey, you know what, like, um, we we need to we need to have, find places to vent. We need uh, uh, people to hold, that hold us accountable. People that check in on us. You know, we put on we're so good at putting on a facade, uh, but we're vulnerable. All of us are vulnerable underneath, and and there are times when we need to get get into those vulnerable spots. And and I'm you know I'm blessed with a a, a faithful wife and. And, uh, you know, she's my, uh, she's not only my lover, but she's my uh, best friend. And, you know, uh, she knows, she knows what I feel. And, and, and to a certain extent, I really, really fat, feel bad for her because she has to kind of bear me up. And, and that's not a, a spot that, you, you know, like to admit, uh, I guess I'm doing this on uh, <laughs> recording, uh, you know, like that you're, you're, you're vulnerable, that you're, you're not... Uh, you don't have you don't have all the answers. I've never ins I've never once insinuated that I have all my ducks in a row. Uh, you know, I've got I got the challenges uh, of life as well. Having said that, I also you know put myself in in spots where you're accountable. Um, I, I I have a, a posse. You know, it's I guess it's a it's a political posse. Uh, we met a lot 
in the last year. You know, I did the NPCA thing. I think that's when it formed when I was getting uh, the out the boot from the chairmanship of the NPCA uh, a year ago. After all that, all that hard work, we 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 righted the ship. We we made an accountable organization. That's what I do. Treat people honestly. I mean, we had we had we had to part ways with some. Uh, with with an old board and we had to you know uh, and, but we we treated people with honesty with respect and we had no callbacks no warranty work after that when we were done we were able to move forward very cleanly somewhere around the six to nine month mark and and by the end of the year we, you know we were really catching our stride we had some really really neat things that happened just prior to covid you know that's uh, that was probably the most challenging thing I've ever done. And I formed a posse and, and we're, we're vulnerable. Usually there's a little bit of alcohol and some cigars that come out as well and try to get you into that mellow spot. And, and, um, but I think it just, um, speaks to the fact that uh, none of us are, are, uh, islands unto ourselves. I, I, when I say we're all in this together, I hope we're all in this together, but I recognize, or that's my dream that we're all in this together, that we're all have each other's back and West Lincoln. We do really, really good job. Um, our charities are just overwhelmed with, uh, with love and, and, uh, and generosity. Um, our charities in West Lincoln are doing very, very well. Uh, gleaners, community care, uh, you know, they, they've had record numbers when we did um, extra things to try to have people's back. It was there, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's an indication where we are all in this together. Um, we are trying to uh, have each other's back. And, uh, you know, and I understand those challenges, but all you have to do is reach out. And, and I know it's hard to do. It's hard to do, but you have to kind of express that vulnerability and, and let someone in. Um, if anybody here wants to know what that's like, just, you know, message me afterwards, whatever. I mean, my ring me up. Uh, yeah. Can I give I'm there. Cell phone number. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, Dave, on the, it's on the website. Yeah. Cool. Dave, I appreciate your time. Listen, talk to me about the impact of Councillor Senzik standing up and, and saying that your dog whistling for white supremacists or when Laura Yip stands up and says, you know, as a, as a white person by virtue of the system, even anti-racist or racist. Just tell us, how do you feel personally when a Walter Senzik stands up and says, you're a dog whistle for white supremacy? Like that's a, that's a huge accusation. And yeah. he seems to just throw yeah. it around flippantly without regard for the impact. Like you just don't go around calling people Nazis or white supremacists. It's, it doesn't solve anything. So I just interested in how that lands on so you. Well, that's part of that. I think that's, it's part of what we've created, you know, that, that, you know, the virtue signaling, they were, you know, all the counselors are trying to put a bit of a distance between my comments and my understanding and my belief and themselves. That's, yeah. is it high school? It, it, it could be, you know, it could be high school all over again. Uh, Walter did uh, call me the next day and, and I think he, maybe he felt compelled to, reach out to me we did we did talk about it within a couple of days oh really that's impressive and um, I, I wouldn't have expected you know, that my, my challenge to him and my challenge you know at the end of that evening after he had said that in the evening and my challenge a month later and my challenge to him was look you, we produced evidence uh my my lawyer that did represent me um in his communications to the integrity commissioner provided evidences of 
people like Candace Owens, Morgan Freeman, um, you know, there's, I think there's governor of one of the Carolinas or Virginias that uh, he's a black man, but he, he wants nothing to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and, and they're countless. There, there are there are hundreds of of, of you know even rappers and 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 actors um, who we provided evidence. We gave hard evidence that this is part of public discourse. I asked for evidence about you know to, to back up that this is a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying it is isn't doesn't make it so right and so is there is there a, a an image on the uh, of the proud boys but they're holding up all lives matter is there uh, is there a motto in the ku klux klan that says all lives matter is there is there uh, you know uh saying it is doesn't make it so mm-hmm. and and that was my point um i i, I think it, you know what um i i don't want to single out um um uh, Councillor Senzik or Councillor Yip, because I think all the councillors took their turn. I, I think after a while, part of the virtue signaling is what they ha- all had to say something. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think, you know, my uh, uh, my fellow councillor, uh, Councillor Diodati, probably had the only olive branch of the evening when he said this is a bit of a goose pile. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I felt. Uh, but uh, th- these are people that I respect. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I think that they're part of that, that thing that I so cherish, which is the dialogue. Mm-hmm. We don't see eye to eye. I was hoping for something a little bit more concrete, uh, before you, you know, uh, go down that, that road of, of, um, of, uh, guilt by association. Um, uh, you know, you have to understand what, where each person's are coming. Anytime we talk to somebody, we're, we're sharing a piece of our reputation with with theirs. And 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 you know, he, Jim, even the lead up to this, we know that there was some press about mm-hmm. about me coming on this show and and uh, and other people. I know you've had uh, many. We're, we're sharing we're sharing reputations. We're bumping up our reputations against each other, mm-hmm. and that that's not something that we should be afraid of. You know, there are like. Um, there are people who I disagree with a whole lot more that I've been on, on, uh, you know, in, in an interview with, and, and both of our reputations are bumping up against each other. And there's a dialogue, you know, um, you know, it, it, I guess it all depends on how we respond going forward. Do, do, does some of my reputation or some of what I'm trying to say, does that rub off on Jim Fannin and some of what Jim Fannin's trying to express or, or you're an interviewer, but, you know, if we're having two, if we're two people in the same debate, you know, equals or 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 or, or um, experts in a particular field, but on opposite ends, is there is there a, a compromise? Is there a consensus that forms? Is there common ground? I find common ground. You know, that's always a great place to start any conversation. Common ground. Um, I found common ground with every every councillor that I have around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the probably the drawbacks, and uh, you know, there's a bit of a confession here, but um, regional councillors in this these COVID days, especially, but even prior, you know, because of the advent of cell phones and stuff like that, you can sometimes just send a, um, a, a funny text across, a thumbs up, and you know, a bravo, and and well said, those kind of things, little encouragements and stuff like that. You know, I think every one of my colleagues will know uh, if they look through their 
their phones. You know, if I if I agree with something that they say, I don't need to go out and publicly say, you know, they said it good and they said it, they said it good. It's all part of the dialogue. But privately, they know that I'll give them a thumbs up and say, you know, like, well said, you know, I appreciate that. Um, common ground, common ground. Hmm. And uh, sometimes we vote differently and sometimes we don't. But I, again, I, this this interview, I, I can't stress it enough. I mean, uh, our dialogue, our discourse, that dialectic, that's very precious. It's precious to our, our democracy and we need to protect it. And we need to, you know, uh, uh, I, I think we, after all is said and done, with that whole discourse, and this is where I'm going to agree with, uh, or sorry, disagree with Councillor Sensic and, and Councillor Yip, and say, you know, for, I think free speech lost that evening a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're they're not the killers of it, you know. Uh, maybe they they tapped one nail closer in the coffin on free speech, but in a, in a mm-hmm. small way, um, I hope that um, the that debate uh, doesn't form a precedent. Uh, for for other municipalities, um, you know, uh, in terms of integrity commissioner, there, there's there's some technical issues there that I had a problem with too. I let it go, uh, you know. Like there's there's a there's a, a sense in which sometimes you just gotta let time vindicate you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you can't go after every grievance. Uh, like you said, water off a duck's back. There's a lot of things that that you let slide. I, I just I chose to let those comments by my colleagues. I tried not to remember any of them. I know they were, they were passionate, and as was I. And I, I kind of came out of that meeting a little bit numb. Two and a half hours being berated by your colleagues no, that, that does numb numb the brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and there was a lot of emotion. Um, certainly, um, uh, you know there was a, there was an injury. I you know I, I I've said it before, but there was an injury to my conscience. I walked out of there. I couldn't hardly rec- recollect any of them. Mm-hmm. I really I just tried not to, because yeah. we I have to work. I have to work with my colleagues. I really do, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I chose I chose instead to work and to move on. Um, I've, I've uh, uh, Councillor Senzik. I've had lots of communications with him since on other on other issues, and and I think even at the public uh, health meeting, there we, we we tended to be on the same page with respect to. Um, you know, issues of public health and the lockdowns and, and the, the challenge we face as um, councillors with a constituency that's dying, you know, restaurants are dying and businesses are dying and we, we just can't go, you know, f- further in this. We, we have mm-hmm. to find another solution there. We have to do the hard work of finding a different solution, a different plan approach on uh, on uh, mitigating the, the spread of uh, COVID. So, you know, uh, those are choices that everyone makes. Mm. They can become a victim, right? They, you know, they can they can always look at the cat, cup half empty or who's done what or who's saying that. Don't obsess over that. Like probably getting mm. onto Facebook was the stupidest thing I ever ever did. I was compelled into it. Said, hey, you know, yeah. you get in touch with your constituents, which is true. But it's a bad form of getting yeah. in touch with you. And you lose that human connectedness. You forget that the person you're dealing with on the other side is a human being. We don't say yeah. these things in, in, in the presence of other of each other. And vocabulary is lost. That. Yeah. You uh, know, like vocabulary is just not in, non-existent in Facebook world. Emojis, mm-hmm. at the very least, emojis might be the only saving grace about <laughs> about texting and, and uh, Facebook. You can kind use. of put an emoji on something that kind of gives you a little bit of like, you know, if it's a smiley face or no, a chuckle, you know, that you gets can you blocked. The sarcasm. No. 
But, you know, vocabulary, like you, you type out some of these five syllable words and there's, there's no suggestion from, from, uh, from the smartphone to say, where the heck are you going with this word? I've never seen, I, it's not in my dictionary. <laughs> Dave, what, what uh, issues are you passionate about? I seem to be drawn towards these false narratives since my red pilling over the last five years. You know, uh, white cops are not actually indiscriminately hunting down uh, black people. It's just the, the FBI... Uh, death stats for unarmed police killings is actually double for white men than it is for black men. Bad things happen. I'm not saying racism doesn't happen. I think I was listening to Crowder today. You know, um, here's another hate fact you don't want to talk about, or maybe you don't have a problem with it, but there is a disproportionate number, less than 2% of the population. I'm going to say the demographic, but they're responsible for over 50% of the violent crimes. Let's leave race out of it. If you have an underlying uh, common thread, first, they're all men, okay? Females aren't wired for that kind of nonsense. Men are aggressive as a result of being men testosterone. They're also driven to madness and obsession more than women. I think women are probably more prone to depression and emotional pain than men are. Um, So for me fatherlessness without a doubt like we killed god i get that nietzsche wasn't you know he was lamenting it he wasn't celebrating it uh i think we're paying a a cost for that there is scientific non-disputed data that the traditional family home the nuclear family is the most successful for children that's yeah that's fact um so for me uh I, i was surprised to learn not surprised to learn but uh confirmed my own belief already the underlying factor in the vast, almost 100% of the murderers are my father left when I was a kid. Yeah, My yeah. father's you gone. Know, it's almost you're absolutely 100%. Right. And, and, um, look, I've been in politics for uh, 30 years. I've, I've run for the Christian Heritage Party. No secret. It's all out there. It's all mm-hmm. on Facebook. Never had to hide it. And, and I never would would apologize for that. But as a social conservative, you know, at every in 1993, um, you know, there were issues, there were social conservative issues that were on the debate where, where I was saying we, we can't go down this road because it will have detrimental effects on the family. And then, you know, in 97, I ran in 2000, 2004, 2005, 2000, you know, 2007 and on and on. And it goes every time there were issues, there were social conservative issues. And, and, and I was, you know, um, brought up in, in a pro-life family. Obviously I have lots of kids. I'm very pro-life. Um, you know, there, there's a sense in which, uh, you know, as a social conservative, we said, if you do this, you know, uh, legalization of drugs and, 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 you know, I mean, to, to all, uh, there, I was on a committee that fought, uh, the, the casinos coming into Niagara Falls before they were, I was there wow. with, with a, with a concerned citizens group saying that if we do this, mm-hmm. you know, there will be, it'll be detrimental for the family. Each one of those, maybe you can't discern it but across time even Mm -hmm. more recently the legalization of of pot and the decriminalization of all drugs hard drugs is something a letter that was put forward each one of those erodes that and and we've touched on it family 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 what do you have in family but accountability you have um uh, uh encouragements opportunities to vent you have um uh strengthening of character um you know through those accountabilities through those encouragements 
I, I, Denzel Washington, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Denzel Washington. He has quite an interview where he says basically he, him and, a, and, a, and his best friend growing up, identical situations in terms of they were on the same street and they, they went to the same school and all these kind of things. Denzel Washington became Denzel Washington, household word, household name, well-known. Um, his friend didn't do so well. And Denzel says the only um, uh, reason that he can see is his dad, his dad. That's all he says, his dad. Mm. And, and, and basically, isn't that the truth that we've had a dad at, at very key points mm-hmm. who, who stood in there, you know, for us men, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, who say you, you have all this strength and you have all this passion, you need to focus that. You need to focus that towards um, uh, providing for skill setting, for developing a reputation of both a, a, a person, a character of strength, not just physical, like that's just, that's just a picture of doing this, but of personal strength, you know, toward a noble end, toward a noble, to, toward something that is of, of merit, something that, that because, because of that, you, 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 you give more than you need. You're not just trying to meet your own cup full, but out of that overflow, you share with others, right? That's done in families. And it, it is ironic, I guess, that after all these years, you know, um, and, and the social conservatives and, and you know, I mean, uh, usually spearheaded by, by Christian organizations, but the social conservatives have at, you know, in history have said, if you do this, it will be detrimental to this. And it will be, you'll see increase of violence and, 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 and uh, increase in, in mental health issues and so on and so forth. But the social conservatives are also there, instead of saying, we told you so, they come with the charities. They're the ones doing the charities. Habitat for Humanity, it's a Christian organization, the Y, the C, in the YMCA, is Christian, uh, Salvation Army. They're the ones that are trying to help those uh, with, with addictions, mm-hmm. trying to help those with mental health issues. Uh, crisis pregnancy, they're, they're trying to help. Um, you know, uh, alcoholism, whatever, whatever the social ill is, you know, Christians have lined up to, to, to also be charitable there because is it a, is it a testimony? Is it a witness? Perhaps it's not our, it's not our primary thing, but to say that when you have families and dads that stay home and, and take responsibility in the home or, and I understand that there's marital breakdowns and such like that, but if we understand what the ideal is, if we understand what the ideal is, then we can get back to what uh, understanding when things go off the rails, where they went off the rails, and and try in a small way to start to patch these things together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I I don't you know the the, the task is big, uh, but. You know, for I've I've distraught, uh, strived for many many years to live that ideal in my own family, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's it's large. We eat. You know what? You know, it, it, we eat all of our meals. Like all of our suppers are, we eat together. Wow, powerful. Every day, every day, around one table. And and the, my son, I have a son that works in a quail farm, and I have a son that works in a plumber, and he's a plumber, and. Um, I have school-aged children that are doing homeschooling, and 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 you know uh, uh, the whole the whole the whole run the whole gamut, 
and they all come around the table and everybody's yelling out their experiences of that day. Little download for everybody. And there's funny stories. Everyone, even the youngest, has commentary that that makes you laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how important is that? You know, I uh, I don't want to be critical uh, because because but but to me that's a touchstone. That's um that's an indication of of a of, of a good family aroma. You know, where it's missing somebody, too. It's missing from most families right now. I mean, I had a turn off the TV. I, honestly, I, I hung around a girl for less than a summer, and I remember texting my brother a few years ago, going, "Dude, I've had three weeks of dinner at the table with the kids. It's awesome." He goes, "You're just like your father." I'm like, "What?" I, I mean, I hear that all the time. I got the same name. I'm like his clone, but different. And he says, "Oh yeah, your father. Like that was so important. Your father. It was dinner." Uh, conversation what's yeah. up you know we're encouraged to talk now I didn't have the perfect upbringing my my father yeah. wasn't a perfect man still isn't thank God he's still around uh, love him to death uh, we don't I mean he absolutely hates what I do I told him I was thinking of running uh, the first time why would you want to do that Jimmy what at first it was you know well the green party's kind of embarrassing your whole family and then now it's like they're gonna dig up all your garbage like why do you keep doing this he literally puts me on mute on Facebook so he doesn't have to see what the mean thing well, the mean people what people say mean things about I mean I say mean things about people all the time I'm not perfect I'm getting better though um, I, anyways I want to keep you on time it I want to get yeah, into you know, I want to get into the know, perversion of like we're we seem to be normalizing perversion in so many ways we got drag queen story hour for kids that are way too young in my opinion um, this idea of sex doesn't matter. You can have it out of wedlock. It's not, it's not um, sacred anymore. Uh, you know, w- women have come a long way, thank God, to the birth control pill so they can time exactly, you know, when they're having children and when they're not and their cycles and stuff like this. I'm not saying that's a perversion, but it seems like we're so far gone. How do we hold on to our traditions without seeming to be inflexible? How do we hold on to these institutions that have worked for a millennia without saying, well, no, we got to be tolerant of single mothers. Uh, and in, in fact, they're encouraging divorce by not giving welfare to people with men in the house in the States. You know, it's, 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 really, it's actually quite simple <laughs> at, at some level. It, it, it requires personal honesty. You know, everybody listening to the broadcast or people in, 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 in um, society, all they have to do is do a quick audit of their own life. Are you happy with your job? Are you advancing? You know, uh, I, I think uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. He talks about, you know, uh, making those small steps. When, when, you, when, you, when you get a job that you, you get a little bit of extra money and you can make choices about those, you know, you get to the point where not only are you paying your bills, but you can make choices about some of that um, surplus that that you need and you make choices towards charity or you 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 make uh choices to to build up your position and then after a while you get into a position where you can share with others both of your shared experience and they you can again iron sharpens iron you can kind of cross reference and such but you know we we do that um you know that that self-assessment we we look at well what are the parts that we like and then and then we Let's be honest again and say, is there somebody in our in our history, a grandfather, an uncle, where you might say, I, I like what he did with his life, a mentor, 
right? And 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 you, you you communicate with that person. See, one of the beautiful things about eating around all together in a family. I have an eight year old at the table. I have uh, sometimes grandchildren at the table. Cool. You know, I have uh, two. One a third one's on the way. I have a twenty year old and a twenty three year old at the table, wow. and they interact seamlessly with each other. You know, the the older ones know how to kind of guard the conversation because there's younger ones at the table. We know that. We know that thing. We chair, you know, and Uh because we want to protect their ears. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, there's also some of that, you know, um, that banter that goes back and forth. Uh, Grandfathers, you know, grandmothers, they all come. Thankfully that all my parents and my in-laws are all intact. And so there's four four elderly people that my kids get to interact with and engage with. That that connectivity in a, is natural in a family. You're going to come across multiple mentors, multiple people who can influence you for positive. You mm-hmm. say, I like how he ran his business, but I like how he does his um, education or whatever, or how he um, takes care of his family because they have a, you know, maybe a unique circumstance. Mm-hmm. But everybody doing a self-assessment, if they're honest with themselves, and then look out and find mentors and communicate, become close to those mentors, become a little vulnerable with them. And over time, you will, you know, there will be, and, and, and I'll, I'll say this as a caveat, every mentor at some point will let you down because they are, mm-hmm. they have their own struggles. And I am, I am certainly, no, you know, like my kids know me better, <laughs> yeah. uh, right? So I, I like to think that I'm their Don't mentor. Don't build the so podium I, too high because then the but, fall is you know, fatal. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, I, we we learn um, finding that that shared experience, finding what works, uh, looking mm-hmm. sideways. And for me, I'm going to conclude with this because I think we've reached our hour. For yeah. me, the ultimate mentor is 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 my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am a Christian, uh, born and raised as a Christian. I had my struggles in university about that identity, but for me, that's my number one identity, and and uh, it, it it forms the nucleus. Do I do that perfectly? Well, I'll let the citizens of the region uh, judge that. Uh, I'm judged all the time, but um, you know, my my family, uh, you know, they they keep me in check, and, and as does as do my elders and pastors and and uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. So, we just hit an hour. I'll decide when this interview's over. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, just on the way out, Dave, um, I'm interested. Any regrets? Anything you want to take responsibility for, the impact of your actions, anything you want to invent for yourself moving forward, and part two in your close, what's your message of hope in a really strange time? What do I, regrets? um, um, I guard my words uh, very carefully. I choose my words very carefully. I, I, I don't, you know, in terms of those things, those, those chief things, um, uh, at least in my political career, yeah, I have life regrets. Um, I'm going to keep them to myself right now that my wife knows those and, and we'll keep it there. Say hello um, to your wife for me. Thank you. Right? Thank you for and, being, uh, uh the, the uh, strength in this man's life. I mean, you know, but, I, they um, call me misogynistic, but I will admit that no great man ever an inventor or genius of any type didn't do it for the love of a woman dummies. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. What, what's my hope? My hope is my hope is that even in the midst of all this social media crap, that there is a form of dialogue and discourse that is being engaged. You know, um, 
it's it's too easy to dismiss all of Facebook world and all of I, I don't tweet, I don't have Instagram, but I can see a, a, a level I can see a level of merit because what it has done is is made the um, the our experience a lot more global. Like I'm sharing on, on a daily basis with with people. A messenger from BC and and like today was BC and and Windsor and and I have a friend just across in Gatineau, you know, uh, um, and we're encouraging each other. I don't have to just go to my next door neighbor, although he's my friend as well, and and I'm neighbor, you know, friends with all my neighbors. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we can kind of nuance things from a wide range of people. Actually, I have, you know, uh, regularly interact with a guy from Pakistan. There's no way we would have ever met except through this Facebook thing. So again, uh, probably the, you know, the battle, the battle is for that dialogue because, and it's so important because if we don't have that discourse and that dialogue, we quickly move toward, um, you know, force. The only way to govern after that is force. Midnight on Twitch. I want to just acknowledge you. Sorry, we're going to get to your question. I'll send you the link off uh, line. He wanted you to comment on it. Dave, uh, thank you very much uh, for everything you're doing. I love you. Uh, y- y- I find you to be honest. Uh, I think your integrity's pretty much in check. We're never perfect in that department. Uh, inspiring. I-, I-, I look up to your strength. I'm very happy that you took a stand and said, no, I'm going to talk to Jimmy Fannin. We've talked before. I, I know that was a lot of pressure for you. Same to Jim Diodati. I'm speaking to him tomorrow in a, in a pre-interview. I think you guys got uh, pretty smart about it. And you're like, wait a second. I, I might want to talk to Jimmy before we... I mean, this is no different than the last interview we did. Maybe I spent less time talking about me. I have a hard time doing that. Uh, but I, I just want to acknowledge you. You've made a difference for me in my life uh, just by your leadership out there. We're watching you. Uh, everywhere, you know, you know that that's not threatening. It's just it's a, you know, and I think you have a, a, a higher responsibility to the creator that you feel like you're going to be responsible for later. I personally don't feel I'm good enough to make it that far. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll take the, the 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 fire pole to hell. I don't know. I, I, Peter keeps coming back in my mind. You know this idea, like you know, there's nothing good in me. The only good, like I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and it absolutely flattened them to tears. I'm good at getting in people's head and helping them. And I, all I could say was, that wasn't me. That those words were truth that I knew about you right then and there, but that doesn't come from me. That is a gift and I can't explain where it came from. So brother, I appreciate you. I'm really uh, happy to talk to you and give you a platform in long form where you're not going to be cut off or spun. Uh, Matt Holmes laughed you off the set the other day. I just listened to it, uh, or I don't know, whenever that that interview was. It, it was sad to hear that an expression of faith and belief from a man that thinks all lives matter, like how can that, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I, I appreciate you, brother, um, and I really appreciate the time that you spent with me today. Give my best to your wife and uh, the kids. I love you all, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank all you, right. my brother. All right, we'll talk yeah, soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dave. Mayor Dave Bil- Bilsma. Did I get it right? Bilsma. Bilesma. You can say it both. You can say it the Dutch way. Bilesma. That, then the, the Dutch people know what you're talking about. Let's see here. Let me just get you out of here. We'll end this. I'm going to say goodbye to you, Dave. No, I can't see All right, I'm going to leave. See ya.
Peace out, yo. That's uh, Dave Bilsma. Mayor Dave Bilsma. Councillor Dave Bilsma at the Niagara region. Um, well, that's it. I mean, what more can I tell you? I can't tell you anything more that he didn't say himself as far as taking responsibility, what happened, um, what he's committed to. I don't know. Decent conversation. I don't feel like I um, <laughs> I was misogynistic, hate-filled, bigot. But you can make that decision for yourself. TrueTube is up and running. It's not exactly what it's supposed to be yet. Um, man, I've got two Patreons now, patrons, uh, two people that are giving me money for every creation. I haven't figured out how I'm going to work the Patreon account. Um, and I got a donation. I told a buddy of mine the other day, and I need about 1500 bucks to finish this website so I can broadcast from it and house my library of interviews there uh, without f- the fear of censorship. And dude said to me, I'll send you 500 next week. <laughs> my web guy is going insane. He's like, Jimmy, what will they, what will they? he's got the money spent already. So, hey, if you like what you hear, you find it semi-entertaining, uh, real estate at Team Niagara on PayPal. You can send it to me directly. You can sp- subscribe to me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash free speech. Yeah, that's me. Patreon.com slash free speech. And, um, well, if you want to get a hold of me any other way, you know the digits. You know the email. And that's all I got for you. Peace. Love. For crying out loud. Go hug your neighbor and please, please take that filthy diaper off your face. The children want to see your smile. Other human beings want to see your smile. It's not protecting anyone. Cough into your elbow. Keep your six feet of distance and stop complying. Please defy and do not comply. I